think one of the biggest things when you're working in an entrepreneurial environment is that there's a lot of energy there's a lot of new ideas, there's a lot of fresh ideas. And when you, if you're trying to make the most of, most of those ideas, you have to learn how to manage yourself and how to manage yourself within the context of that team. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, it's Christine, and it's the second episode of our series with Mandy, Lessons from Multipotentialite Mandy, it's called. And in the last episode, we were talking about how to deal with the unknown. This episode is all about working in interdisciplinary teams. Hi, Mandy. Welcome back. Thanks again that you're joining us for a second episode. Hey, good to be back. <laughs> hey. Um, and we heard about you and all your experience and working in so many different teams and in so many part-time jobs. And then obviously you also had uh, work at universities uh, with uh, working with different students and all these competition and challenges and entrepreneurial um, working places that you were in, working with all these kind of different teams. And I think this can be sometimes a bit difficult. So I want to dive into that a bit more, what that means, what you've learned from there and what we can help other people um, or how we can help other people to make it a bit easier maybe for them if they are thrown into a team that they don't even know. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things when you're working in an entrepreneurial environment is that there's a lot of energy there's a lot of new ideas, there's a lot of fresh ideas. And when you, if you're trying to make the most of, most of those ideas, you have to learn how to manage yourself and how to manage yourself within the context of that team. So you'll often, and people say now we, you know, a lot of the consultants are saying when a team is more diverse and a team is more interdisciplinary, it's more productive, it creates better and more novel solutions. And, you know, the world is facing more novel problems, which means we need to be thinking in a more novel way, which is why I'm so passionate about um, working in interdisciplinary teams. Um, I would often say it starts with a lot of, it starts with high level of self-awareness. Are you more of an analytical thinker or do you think more creatively? Not to say that one is superior to the other. It's just being aware which, um, which style of thinking and which style of analyzing a problem that you are, you have a strength at, because that can actually help you to look at, maybe you can try to think about problems in a different way. Um, and I would say my biggest lesson from working in interdisciplinary teams is knowing that everybody's got something to offer. And my, I'll draw an experience when I was living in Wales and I was in a tech incubator there and we were put into teams of five. I would have four technical people of a technical background and I was coming in with a business background and it was quite interesting working with kind of like people who did engineering and physics and maths because they were kind of traditionally quote unquote more analytical thinking and I was kind of trying to come in with I guess quote unquote more creative ideas so finding a way to say okay I get that you want the numbers you want the metrics you want to know exactly how things are going to work but can we maybe start with thinking about in an ideal world how might this pan out so is this also understanding that when people have studied maybe different disciplines their priorities will be different they'll be asking questions from a certain perspective so that's quite an interesting thing and I don't think there's a perfect way of doing it but going in with an open mind understanding that 
people will be looking you might be looking at exactly the same problem but people are just going to be looking at it from a different lens because of their life experience because of their work experience because of um their professional experience because of their academic experience so understanding that while you might be looking at the same thing and some things are blaringly obvious to you another person will be looking at it and there'll be things that are blaringly obvious to them that aren't to you so this is something that we can leverage actually and work and it can be such a beautiful thing but it can also cause chaos because it can feel like you're talking about the same things but you're not talking about the same things because people are approaching it in different ways. Yes, I completely agree. And I think laying out expectations, so getting to know each other first, because if you don't know the person and their background, it's good to at least uh, get to know each other first. And we talk about uh, icebreakers in a second as well, but uh, which could be one way of getting to know the team a bit better. But I completely agree that you have to go in with an open mind and don't be arrogant and think like you know it all because you don't no one does know everything <laughs> and uh, just have this basic understanding everyone can give something to this task and everyone has a, a different uh, skill they can offer and also um, then laying out expectations will help as well by understanding okay what are the values what do you want to get out of this to agree on the outcome and also um, yeah what is it that people can give and what do you expect from others and what do they expect from you as well especially if you're in a team i don't know if you had this uh, where you then have to decide on a on a team leader probably yeah. and how do you do that and um, maybe there were some struggles because some people don't want to be a team leader at all some people really want to be a team leader and some people say well oh, i don't care <laughs> Um, but maybe we, we can talk a bit more about this as well and also how to get the team, uh, how to get to know the team a bit better by using icebreakers. Because I remember, for example, we organized a startup weekend at the university together for the students. And it was um, three universities coming together and working a whole weekend away in the mm -hmm. countryside with some fun activity as well, but they're working on entrepreneurial challenges. And uh, I remember you were great in doing the ice-breaking sessions as well to, to get everyone loosen up a bit, to, to warm up the atmosphere and for people to get to know each other better. Yeah, that's, I always think that's super important that, like you said, know, getting to know who you're working with is because is it just gives that human connection. We're not machines at the end of the day. And often when you spend a little bit of time building rapport with people, you achieve so much more and everybody leaves the table feeling so much happier about the work that they've done and um, I think another thing also that uh, was kind of in there what you said at the beginning as well try to not being offended by other people because this come also comes unless they really want to offend you and they make it super <laughs> obvious <laughs> but in general you should assume everyone can give something to the team but also everyone is not there to dissolve other people um, and uh, this comes also back to i think cultural awareness and differences because yeah. i mean i'm i'm from germany i uh, lived in england sweden and italy so far and uh, i've traveled a lot so maybe i'm a bit more aware of the cultural differences however working in other cultures is completely different to just go on holiday or something so when i came to the uk and i worked in the advertising agency um 
let's say I had to learn a bit how to run meetings in the UK and I'm not judging here and I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying the way it is in Germany, for example, you have a meeting, you know, the meeting will, this is what you need to talk about and you go into the meeting and you start straight away. So the one who set up the meeting leads the meeting automatically and says, okay, hi everyone. This is what we're going to talk about today. Let's start with you. And then we just go on with the work. In the UK, when I did this in my first meeting, <laughs> everyone was really a bit shocked um, how, let's say, direct I am and why uh, not warming up at the, each meeting as well a bit. And again, I'm not saying it's a wrong way or uh, the, the good way, because now when I go back to Germany, I can feel what people mean that we are sometimes a bit too direct after living abroad for uh, 11 years now. Uh, but I had to learn to, when I pick up the phone, for example, also not just to ask, okay, did you do that task? Is it done? Thank you. Bye. Um, but maybe to yeah, talk a bit more, ask how the other person is, um, and maybe take a bit more time. It, it was uh, challenging for me because uh, it was a job that uh, takes a lot of time and Uh, we were so full up with work and over time that you really feel stressed out sometimes and you don't want to do all the fluffiness around it. Um, uh, but uh, sometimes uh, you just have to do it really to get to know the other people better and uh, to yeah, just understand and have cultural awareness about everything. Yes, I completely agree. And I think it changes from industry to industry, job to job, country to country. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess, yeah, we're very lucky here in the UK. It's a very multicultural place, very diverse. So just, yeah, being aware of where we're working and who we're working with is a brilliant. I think, like you said, it can feel really high pressure and sometimes in our work. But I think the rewards are so great because like I said, you enjoy your work more, your colleagues enjoy working with you more, and you just you genuinely feel like you're part of a team that way because yes. you've spent a little bit of time building that rapport. Um, but it's little things because it, it can be cultural, but it's small things like some people, let's say Monday morning, some people want to talk about their weekends and other people just want to get straight into work. And I don't think there's a one size fits. So I don't think you go to a country where some people prefer one or the other. But I know I'm definitely one of these. How was your weekend? You know, did you get up to anything nice? <laughs> but I can also appreciate that some people are a little bit more like, okay, it's Monday morning, we're back in the office. So let's do office things. So it's just learning not to take it personally if you come into the office and somebody's like okay this is what I want to talk about or if somebody yeah when you start at meeting and if they say 10 o'clock and 10 o'clock equals let's look through that business plan let's look through what we're talking about it's not personal it's not that they don't want to talk to you that just might be where their priority is that day um so yeah that's a big one about working in interdisciplinary teams and if there's a resource that I can encourage people to use one that I really enjoyed is the six thinking hats and we use it a little bit Christine at the university and yes, that I is, remember yeah Edward Dono and he really kind of lays out the ways in which we think about things which are called the six thinking hats and I like using this in teams because it allows people to see which hat that they normally like to use and then you get the team working through the question or the problem at hand using each hat so it could be one hat that's focused on the facts or one on the emotions one that's focused just purely on creativity so when you're kind of ideating or problem solving it's really important to 
look at things with a kind of a 360 degree angle it's impossible to do but but it's important to aim for that so what are the facts that you have about the problem what are some of the you know where where are the areas of growth what are some of the processes involved but yeah if you give it a google um edward de bono's six thinking hats it's a really really fabulous tool and it's also quite good if you're working on your own on a problem because you might have some blind spots in your thinking where you might not realize where you might not be as analytical as you need to be or you might not you might not be as process orientated as you need to be and this process and procedure helps you to work through your idea quite systematically it takes time but anything kind of worth doing does um i reckon Yes, I uh, completely agree. The uh, six thinking hats is really nice and uh, we didn't ex explain it properly here, but um, I'm going to put a link to it also on, on the website creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. If you go to this episode, I will link back to it and it's a great um, way to uh, yeah, explore yourself a bit better and also understand other people better. And, but also, like you said, Mandy, looking at the problems from different angles. So I think, yes, that's really great. And everything we said also comes back um, to emotional intelligence, really. I, if you haven't heard the term, because uh, you talk about intelligence, but also emotional intelligence. So understanding other people's emotions, um, being able to maybe read someone's face uh, and, and body language and tone of voice and all that kind of stuff. And um, if we're looking, for example, at autistic people they sometimes have difficulties doing that um, but if um, you can you can learn a lot about that and uh, really uh, get yeah become a better team player let's say by understanding the team better and by understanding emotions better because let's be honest uh, there is not just a business life and a social life every or personal life everything that goes on in your personal life will affect your business life and the other way around as well and if you're an entrepreneur you're a lot under pressure if you're a student you probably have a part-time job and study and uh, extra have extracurricular activities you're a part of a society and want to start your own business so there's a lot of pressure there and a lot of unknown that might put you in a position um, that stresses you out and that will reflect how you talk to other people and um, what really, how you interpret other people's communication towards you. Because, you know, when, when you had a bad day and someone says something, specific thing, the same sentence can have a different effect on you when you had a good day. And this is also something to be aware of. And also when you're working with team, especially if you have to lead a team in the end, no matter if it's for study work, no matter if it's in your own company, but you have to be aware of other people's emotions and you have to be aware of your own and also knowing, okay, today I had a really bad day and I really need to watch out how I talk to other people because maybe you snap too quickly and maybe um, you can also openly communicate to the team. I think open communication is always the best and um, being honest about real feelings so how how are you, how do how are you is uh, the most common question in england i think and most of the time it's just yeah or in essex you're right yeah <laughs> and then, yeah you're right it's the answer so it's not a real conversation going on but it's it's like kind of a polite thing to do in uh, germany if you ask someone how they are you will get an answer. And if someone doesn't feel good, if someone had a bad weekend, if someone had a great weekend, they will tell you, even though we might not talk too much and exchange pleasantries too much, the Germans, however, um, 
there's a question and we give a real answer. Again, I'm not saying the rest is wrong or right. I'm just saying that's the way it is. So um, it's being aware as well about your own emotions, how you feel that day. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think also with the emotions, you can't just do things um, when you feel like it. Because like you said, if you're a student, you've got university commitments, you might work part time, you have a social life, you're trying to start a business. And if one day you just wake up and you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing any of these things. It can very quickly, things, you know, something, some things will start falling behind. Um, just being aware. I think I agree completely. Said so being aware of where you're at that day and where somebody else might be at as well, and just having a bit of grace for each other that goes a long way as well. I think it's a lot in um, a lot in business is working with other people. Even if you have your own business, you might have suppliers, you might have contractors, you might have customers, and it's important to have that emotional intelligence when working with all group all those groups of people. Because I think we spoke mainly mostly here about colleagues but yeah your customers they're going to want to relate with you in a certain way your suppliers are going to want to relate with you in a certain way people you work with for one month or one year you know it's just important to try and be aware of those relationships that was it for today's episode really interesting we learned about how to lay out expectations that everyone in team has something to give towards the task the team um, that you're in it's important to manage yourself but also to manage you in, within the team um, how can you get to know the team better using maybe icebreakers about uh, cultural differences and emotional intelligence so there was a lot in there in quite a short uh, conversation but you can get out uh, of everything like we said in the first episode as well you can get out a lot of everything if you want to so thank you so much mandy again for uh, being here today i really enjoyed that and learning every time i talk to you something new as well thanks and, for having me <laughs> and in the next episode we're going to talk about the power of pivoting so make sure you tune in there bye for now see you next time that was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.